0: Yava Aberdy, Managing Director, Helcrow; Fiona Capstick, Chief Executive Officer, South West One. Thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Service Alliance podcast series today. We're here at the Service Innovation, Competitive Advantage Through New Business Models. If we begin with you, Yavir, can you tell us a little bit about your role at, at Helcrow and why you wanted to come to this conference today?
1: Thank you, yes, I'm a member of HALCRAS Group Board and I've been responsible for a major transformation programme that we are undertaking. And I wanted to come to this uh, event to learn more about how other organisations are, are dealing with similar change and challenges.
0: And, and you indeed looked across a long view as some would say, you know, you, some of your graphs went back to the Second World War, mm-hmm. and, and you know, just seeing the growth and the changes that the company has been through, and it is a global company.
1: It's a very global company, and the fundamental challenges of change for us are about dealing with its global nature and actually becoming truly global in our outlook.
0: And and Fiona, you have been around at Southwest One for three years?
2: Yes, indeed. I started in 2009. The contract had actually already been running for a couple of years before that, and I've been there ever since.
0: And tell us a little bit about the partnerships that are involved, because I think it's 75% company-owned, 25% three public bodies. So,
2: yes, it's 75% owned by IBM, and the other 25%, our partners, are Somerset County Council, Taunton Dean Borough Council, and Avon and Somerset Police.
0: And you are indeed subject to a lot of changes in the public sector and the private sector. Political incentives and motivations too. And I think you said the only time they agree amongst themselves is when they disagree with you
2: yes certainly with the nature of the political organizations where you have a membership and the officers so we have that in both of the councils and then of course between the police constabulary and the authority there is quite a lot of complexity in arriving at change agreement with all of the partners together
0: And uh, your challenges were on a global scale. For instance, I think you looked at your organisation, you used a delta change model and you regionalised because, you know, people were pointing out to you if you flew to a country it took you 12 hours to get there. Your decisions were slow by comparisons with their time zones. So different challenges from Fiona, but a need for fleet of foot.
1: Absolutely. Agility is really the key word in in all of this. And what we wanted to do was to make sure that the decisions we make are made right next to our customers, but the responses we make are are truly drawing on the global skills and excellence we have throughout our organization. So managing that challenge of responsiveness, but a joined up answer or solution to a customer's needs was was really what, what drove our change program.
0: Fiona, you said that that in your team you employ 1,300 people, 1,100 of them are from the public sector. It's times of change. You are, of course, a a regional body trying to create regional growth. But, But how do you cope with the challenges that confront you, particularly at a time of economic crisis and public sector cutbacks?
2: Certainly, we see a lot of discussion in the public sector about the future of the organisation and how change will affect people. A lot of rumours that we have to spend time scotching with the organisation to ensure that we all stay focused on our role, which is to deliver services to the citizens of Avon and Somerset.
0: Now, Yves, you said we were living in a bipolar world, but it's a global world which has many challenges that can lead to business success as well does structure an organization and conferences like this help you if, if you like to see where you're going in the future
1: Definitely. I think one of the things that's really important about this conference from my point of view is that my organization is trying to actually go in reverse to what many of the organizations here are doing. Here we have organizations that are product focused, that are technology driven, who are trying to become more service oriented, more close to the customer and offer services. We're a service organization that's trying to do the opposite, develop a, a capability to develop products for our customers to work more efficiently Uh, around the globe. So yes, it absolutely is helpful for me to see the reverse journey to see, to chart our course in the direction that we want to go.
0: And Fiona, you've of course started and lived under the public sector regime of performance indicators but but you thought we needed to to rethink our definition of the, these indicators do you sort of occasionally have to tear up those strategic plans bang people's heads together and say well look this isn't suited to the world in which we're now living
2: yes and certainly we're going through that quite a lot at the moment The environment in which the agreements were reached four years ago was very different to that in which we are today. Today there's much more cost focus and in looking at some of those indicators, the key performance indicators, it's important to understand which are relevant today and which actually should now be disbanded and move on to something more appropriate.
0: And is the technological world and the technological challenges, if, if you like, presenting you with new difficulties or do you see them as opportunities?
2: Well, difficulties always are opportunities, you know, never let a good crisis go unmanaged. But in that regard, I think technology and the changes of the, the generational changes that are being brought about today mean that there are many things that we now have to change, can change to lower cost delivery mechanisms and things like that.
0: Well, perhaps now, if we do a comparison with mm. now and the past, you've a, your business structure and model now?
1: Well, it's very different. We have basically torn the business into two halves a, a, a small client facing element and a large productive element. So it's quite different because in the past we were organised in business units of various sizes and they internalised all the costs and the revenue for their activities. Now we are operating in a way where most of our productive resource does not sit directly within anybody's profit and loss account. And that's very challenging for us as an organisation.
0: And you've also got four regions, yeah. and, and values, that's one of the things you said, you know, when people are from, speak different languages, come from different cultures, I mean, you have quite, if I may say so, high-minded values, don't you, uh, about how, if you like, people should be treated.
1: Yes, I, and I think that's where the, the overlap with what Fiona is dealing with really comes in. She has people who probably aren't, or paid all that much but who are committed to public service as a what they see is important and in our, our organization many of our professionals work on on the basis of professional pride and the desire to do great things for the communities they work in so we have great similarities in fact th- there are a number of other areas which I would like to just pick up if I may Fiona talked about the complexity of dealing with different layers of, of the political organizations that she deals with. We face that, our projects are becoming increasingly more complex because our clients, many in the public sector, are facing exactly the challenges she's got. Cost pressures, higher expectations from the public, and really thorny issues of, 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 in areas like climate change, poverty, and so on, that they have to come to grips with. And even as engineers, we have a very, very key role to play in enabling that. So we, we face, actually, when Fiona was describing it, and I, I'd like to hear her view, but I've, I felt that there are some really strong parallels in, in both of our organisations.
0: I'll turn to Fiona in a minute, but one of those values, yes, you said you work in transportation, energy, urbanisation, growth, water, climate change, all over the globe, but share knowledge freely. Some might say, you're for profit, how can you share knowledge freely?
1: Right. Well, we've tried it. And actually, whenever you share knowledge, you always get five times as much back. So, so really, the challenge is to do more of it, not less of it. Our competitive edge is not in our knowledge. It's actually in how we deliver it, whether we're imaginative in our solutions, whether we're committed and passionate in what we do. So we are at ease with the idea of sharing knowledge because we always get more back.
0: Fiona, do you want to respond to your
2: Yes, a couple of points that he made which I think are absolutely right. One about the sharing of knowledge. I mean, if I look at all of the programmes that we have underway, anyone else could have thought of them. It's not really that clever. The, the brilliance, if there is brilliance in it, is in the delivery, is in programme management, is in achieving what's been set out to be achieved. And there are there aren't many groups that have got the tenacity to do that. And it really is that tenacious attitude to it that is so important. The other thing that Yavia said, which I absolutely (laughs) agree with, is around the thorny issues and the criticality of some of what we do. I personally, in my years in IBM, have not previously worked in jobs where decisions that you're making really are life and death, or the care of people, or how they're able to live out their lives. And yet in this relationship between the the private and the public sector, that's absolutely what we're doing. It's how people live their lives.
1: at the beginning of my talk, I spoke about our purpose as an organization. We don't have a mission statement. Our purpose is sustaining and improving the quality of people's lives. And that is not just uh, propaganda. When we spoke to our people, when we, when we survey them, that's why they come to work every day. That's what turns them on, making a difference. And that's what we've decided is what our organization is all about, even though we're for profit, a private company, and working globally.
0: Do you agree
2: Absolutely. Yes, you you have to have people there that have a passion for what it is that they're delivering, getting everybody in the organisation. And as you said earlier, I've got 1300 people, many from the public sector, some direct employees, and of course, IBM employees. If we can get a common goal, then actually
0: achieving it becomes very much easier. And do you you uh, share some of Fiona's, if you like, trials and tribulations, she said that Southwest, one when it started up, was a highly controversial, unpopular alliance of companies and the, the public sector. Because when you're talking about these values, you forget that there's confrontation inherent in them.
1: Yes, there is confrontation, but I think we're fortunate in the private sector in some ways. We, we have self-selection. The people that work for us come to us because of what we stand for. So our real challenge is to be clear about what we stand for, and those then who thrive in that environment come to us, and those who don't go elsewhere, and we're, we're easy about that. We don't need to employ everyone in the world, and we certainly don't need to employ to compete for every single skill out there.
0: Tips for CEOs, Fiona?
2: You have to start every day as if it's a new day because you can't be dragged down by yesterday's problems.
1: Very simple. Being a CEO or the head of anything is really about people. That's all it comes down to. Don't worry about the numbers.
0: Yavir Abidi, Managing Director of Hellcrow, Fiona Capstick, Chief Executive Officer, South West One. Thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Service Alliance podcast series today here at the Service Innovation Competitive Advantage Through New Business Models conference. I've enjoyed it very much.
1: Thank you.
2: Thank you very much.